Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Well, it's a little bit of a gloomy one today, but hello, everybody. It's just ugly outside. I know. But that's okay. It's uh, We, we kind of needed that. that. That's fine. A little bit of rain's never a bad thing. I just hope it doesn't last too long. Uh, good day, everybody. Welcome to another edition of After 9. We now live in a world where the Raptors have new jerseys for the 2021 season, whenever that is. I know. We're gonna <laughs> Imagine call putting it- out the jerseys before you even know that you're playing. Yeah, exactly. You don't know when you're going to start, but you'll wear them eventually. But here you go. I love the launch, though. I mean, the Raptors, that's Canada's team, right? I mean, so everybody's all eyes are on them, and they always do such a great job, MLSE, of really pushing and promoting it. And the tra- there's a trailer for the clothes. Like, that's when you know a sports team is huge because, obviously, we all love the Raptors. That's who we root for. And it's like a theatrical production to show off those jerseys. But they are sweet. They're beautiful. And you can. there's a few different versions available. And, yes, you can buy some of them already. And you can find all the links at scottandcat.ca if you guys want to check it out. Okay. Uh, I've got a DM that I want to read you guys coming up in a few minutes. But first, let's take a look at where we are on the calendar. Halfway through October, that means Halloween is just around the corner. And in the next day or so, we're expecting formal guidance from Ontario Public Health instead of the local chief medical officers of health from the province on what's going to happen with Halloween. Do you think kids are going trick-or-treating this year? Or will they go, but with certain restrictions in effect? How's it going to happen? What do you think is the the verdict here? Man, great question. I think every area is going to be different. And I hope that that's the case. And I hope they make it clear. I would have liked to have things more crystal clear. I'm actually surprised and a little disappointed in a lot of spots that they're not already saying what's happening. Because people do like to prepare. But that said, I hope every city kind of based on their own numbers makes it known very clearly to people what is okay and what is not okay. Because in Toronto, for example, if you have someone come knocking on your door, you might be a little uh, a little hesitant to answer that door and not want to be a part of it. And if that's the case, yeah, porch lights should be off. You shouldn't be involved. But there's ways you can do it safely. So I hope that if if we can do it, if city by city or region by region, they say, here's the deal, you can trick or treat, but here are the rules. You don't want, you don't need people knocking on your door, be available to those kids, have it available to them. It's hard. It's tricky. It really is trick or treat. It really is tricky because some people will, might expect something going around with their kids. Like myself, for example, I would expect like there's going to be people that'll be, I'll be able to see in advance. I don't have to knock on your door and step inside your house. Um, but here in the region, I feel more safe than if I was trick-or-treating in those hot, hot spots right now. Uh, but just, I, it's not going to be just, the same old, same old. Let's put it that way. Just thinking this through, as much as I really don't want a bunch of strangers and I don't know where they've been or if they're wearing a mask underneath their mask, all that sort of shit. I don't really know if I would want to ring someone's doorbell or touch someone's door that I know like three dozen other kids have just touched yeah. in the last hour. Right. Right. You see what I mean? Like there's I'm hesitant. Uh, both both ways and i have i have uh, a child that's going to be trick or treating or or celebrating halloween this year and i also have a home that i do wish to give out candy to so i'm trying to figure that out right now if it is an okay evening it is a saturday i will probably set something up outside and mm-hmm. kids come by and grab it for yourself it's going to be on a table you grab it and and help yourself i, I won't hand it to you physically But I do want kids to have something. I want kids to have an experience. I don't want them to have to not have a Halloween, period, the end. That's kind of sad. Dr. Teresa Tam's recommendation the other day was that you hand out your (laughs) Halloween candy with a hockey stick. I don't know how skilled she thinks the average person is, but you basically have to dangle. 
<laughs> you know, you've right. basically got to what we're going to pick up like a Milky Way chocolate bar, fun size, stick it on the end of a hockey stick and then uh, what? D- throw it out the door. Are we supposed to flip it to the kid? What do we do? Just get a, just get <laughs> I don't a, have good aim. That's not going to end well. Get a fucking lacrosse stick. I mean, it's not hard. Get a lacrosse stick. It's got a net on the end of it. Yeah. Put the candy in there. Hold out the lacrosse stick. You're going to be six feet. You're good. Put it on the end of a fucking hockey stick. I'm going to da- uh, venture a guess that Teresa Tams never once played hockey. I'm going to guess that she has never played a game of road hockey or shinny in her life. No, she's probably just bought a lot of coffees from Tim's, and that's what they use for their stinking debit machine there. That's all. You know, like, shit, Teresa. Get a lacrosse stick. Every <laughs> kid should idea. be playing lacrosse, by the Actually, way. Actually, that's a I'm probably going to go borrow a lacrosse stick from you for Halloween. That's not a bad well, idea. Well, I got a garage full of them. Uh, <laughs> after Halloween comes Remembrance Day. Is it a good idea to trot out all those old vets that are in their 90s now oh, to the no. Cenotaph on Remembrance Day? Because I, I have a feeling that we're not going to be doing Remembrance no. Day at the Cenotaph this year. No, we're not, actually. A lot of legions have already come forward to say, and, and, and organizers of these events have already said that's not happening, but they're trying to find ways to still involve uh, the veterans and still um, have some kind of a celebration. Is it going to be all virtual? I mean, I guess... Which it just sucks. Like, and no one's more savvy than a than a vet, I'm sure, on on internet and things like this. But I do. I, it does, it's sad, but unfortunately, that's the way it goes. They are the most vulnerable. The older ones. I know there's young vets. I know there's younger vets. But sure the there older, is, yeah. pardon? Sure, there is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, you know, there's a lot of young adults that are that are vets that look forward to celebrating. That have young children that wanted to bring them and and do the whole thing. And that's what they do traditionally year after year. But obviously, we have to keep in mind those who are vulnerable. And you can't just celebrate. Oh, sorry, we're younger and healthier, so we're all going to go to the Senate's after you. Stay back and watch it on this screen in your retirement home. So in those, I'm sure they're going to try to figure something out. But no, it's not going to look. It's not going to look the same, but you always have, hey, radio and television. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of options for viewing. And, and I know it's not the same, but that's the same shit every time, everywhere about everything right now. It's not going to be the same. After Remembrance Day comes U.S. Thanksgiving. And U.S. Thanksgiving is the day before Black Friday. How do you do Black Friday in a pandemic? That's a question that Walmart is asking right now. And Walmart has decided that to avoid the traditional stampede as people flood through the doors to try and get a TV for like 80 bucks and all that sort of shit. A a, a ninja blender for a buck, (laughs) whatever it is that they're putting on sale this year. They've decided now there's going to be three Black Fridays. Ooh. Uh, Can we not? You know, there's a lot of pressure on Black Friday as it is. Maybe we should just turn Black Friday into a cyber event this year and we all just stay home and shop like apparently we all love doing anyway. Maybe we don't need to all trot down to to Walmart. I don't know how you do a socially distanced stampede, but and as much as I would miss the videos and seeing them online the next day, I I think it's probably a good idea to do Black Friday deals online only this Mm -hmm. year. You know, Walmart, I totally get your desire to make a lot of money and be more valuable than Amazon, but let's just shop online this year, I think is the best idea. Sure, and to be honest, Scott, the last several years, it's really been that way anyway. Um, Yes, there were people who physically went in. In the U.S., they are particularly bad for it. I know we adopted it here in Canada. Black Friday became a thing, even though it's not really actually our thing. But 
in the States even, apparently a lot of the deals ended up online as well because people would see those videos that you're talking about about people just getting run over and killed and they're so nervous to go out and shop, but those stores still want people to shop. So they put a lot of great deals online too. Cyber Monday is one of my favorites. I'm down for everything you just said. I want to be able to shop in the comfort of my own, in my home or on my phone, wherever I might be, and get a great deal. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Spreading it out over three Fridays, all right. We don't know how crazy the deals are going to be, but a deal's a deal. And before Christmas, you can't really complain, I guess. I just thought of the fact, too, the election in the U.S. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that. That yeah. was the date that I left out. That, that that comes before the U.S. Thanksgiving. and depending, It's before Remembrance Day, actually. And it's before and before Remembrance Day. You're right. Well, I mean, that doesn't really matter to them. They don't celebrate Remembrance Day. No. But will the election impact anything for their Thanksgiving, you wonder? Uh, I don't know what the answer is to that. I do know that it's going to be bad. Like, people will get together for Thanksgiving there, even if they're told not to. You know that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be brutal. So the numbers, that means that their Christmas is going to be very interesting. But we won't go too far ahead in thought on that one because, well, they're not giving any thought to it, so why should we? Well, what's ironic about this whole thing is I got a bad feeling about Election Day down in the States. And they say this year that because of all the mail-in voting, it could take up to a week to count all of the ballots before they can declare a winner. If they can even declare a winner, because there's probably going to be all kinds of court challenges. So about a week after Election Day is Remembrance Day. So it's kind of strange that we up here, as we are celebrating our soldiers who made the ultimate sacrifice to defend our country and our freedoms, down there, they're going to be fighting each other right around then. Because (laughs) I'm expecting riots. Like, there's already people that are gearing up for it, that are stocking up on everything, preparing to go to, like, full-blown fucking civil war early in November down in America. If I'm reading it wrong, because I'm only going by what I see on social media, but if you're one of our many thousands of American listeners, could you shoot us a DM and let us know what it's like? Could you let us know what's going on down there? Because I, I got a kid down there, and it, and even he says... Yeah, people are pretty tense right now. It's almost like everybody's lining up on sides, getting ready to go at it after the election results come down. Wow. And he's in a fairly Republican state. Yeah. Uh, I told you I wanted to read a DM, and I do. Uh, This is, uh, man, this one worried me a little bit. I won't say the name. Hey, Scott, I just caught up on yesterday's podcast when you and Kat talked about the aviation industry. I am a laid-off flight attendant. I've been laid off since the end of March. I just actually passed all of my training before I got laid off. You guys are correct. The airline industry is hurting a lot right now. It's extremely sad that Porter keeps pushing back their relaunch. WestJet is citing the reasoning of pretty much pulling out of the Atlantic as the Atlantic bubble. They have to that they've implemented in the Maritimes. I really wish they would just start testing people before they get on a flight instead of making them do a 14 day quarantine when they land. What do you think of that, Kat? Could we do that, or are we too hung up on false positives and false negatives to trust that the test that we run before a flight is accurate? Yeah, great point. Um, and you know what? I, I I'm sorry to hear. I'm sorry to hear that. There's there's too much of that, and it sucks that you feel like you're. It's not really in your control, and you want to be able to support these industries, but it's difficult for you, for you too. You know. Um, 
That's a possibility. I mean, testing, that's a total possibility. Yes, there are false negatives. What if we had to do multiple tests? And that was the deal. You know what? Instead, when you get back, you take two tests. If both tests show up negative within three, four days of each other, then there's less of time that you have to take off work or whatever. You have to quarantine your family, your whole family, if you guys decide to try to take a trip. Because right now it's difficult. That's probably the most difficult part for people is knowing that they have to quarantine for those two weeks. And some people are lucky enough that they are either working from home or they don't have to worry about going out at all. Others, it's a, it's a big deal. Like for me, I wouldn't be able to do it because I need to work. I want to work. Would I consider it otherwise? Maybe. Yeah, so it's a good point. I don't know if that's really the right way to go, but I'm also going to float a theory out there, and I have nothing to back this up other than a gut instinct. I know WestJet, when they basically pulled out of Atlantic Canada yesterday, they blamed the Atlantic bubble and nobody wants to go to the Atlantic provinces right now because you got to quarantine for two weeks when you get there. And that's really hurting our airline traffic and it's just not profitable. I understand that. I, I think what's more likely is the airlines are taking it on the chin and they have been. I mean, Air Canada is literally losing like $10 million a day. It's crazy that they're even in business still. But I think what's more likely is I think WestJet is just getting back to their roots. They started off as a Western Canada carrier, and I think that's kind of what they're getting back to. They're probably going to consolidate. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see them selling off a few airplanes to get some cash flow in and get some debt off the books. Uh, I, I, I don't think that it's necessarily because of the Atlantic bubble. I also don't think that the bubble is the reason that people aren't going to Atlantic Canada. I don't think people are going many places at all right now. There's a lot of uncertainty. Some people are perfectly comfortable. I talked about this yesterday. I'll go on vacation right now if I can find a good deal. And as soon as we get out of our ratings period, I'm totally okay with that. But I know some people aren't. And I don't know that they necessarily want to travel out to Halifax or Charlottetown or St. John's right now. I don't know if they really want to go anywhere in Canada. If they can go anywhere, it's probably going to be to the Caribbean or Europe if they're comfortable traveling. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's just so, t- it just sucks. Everything about it sucks because you want to say everything will get better soon. But I, like, let's be honest. Let's be real. This is just the beginning of, of the hurt that it's going to do to the economy and, and, Travel inc- very much included in that, first and foremost, hospitality generally. I mean, you were just talking this morning on a radio show about, you know, the hotel in Vegas, Encore. Oh, yeah. You know, Down in Vegas, they're offering, they're, they're totally changing around their packages and stuff because there's so many vacancies. So it's the Encore at Wynn. Their change is normally they're 350 US per night. But due to low demand, they're changing around their four and five day packages you can get the Encore at Win for 169 mm-hmm. bucks right now. Mm-hmm. Really? 169 bucks to stay there? Yes, please. Yeah. That's it's, one of the cheapest hotels on the strip right now for prime time. It's incredible. Yeah. It's uh it's tough though to hear that because you hear that and you think, sweet man, that's you can get a great deal if you decide to go. But they're hurting. Like you know they're hurting when. A lot of places are. That's why resorts are offering. I mean, we mentioned it in yesterday's podcast. Uh, stays for the cheapest I've ever seen, the cheapest I've ever heard of. Sometimes you can't you pay that much in taxes alone. So it's uh, it's it's actually really sad. It makes me sad to think about what's to come. You hear all these places closing down, and locally it sucks. Palladium. But it's affecting everybody, you know. Yeah, Palladium is shutting down permanently. Yeah, Palladium's done, and we heard heard laser, laser quest before that. You got Palladium. There's not going to be a lot of spots unless 
companies come along when things are better and try to scoop that idea up and pick it up where they left off. And theaters, like not to mention theaters, these are massive buildings with a lot of expenses and they're, they're just, it's killing them, killing them. You think about the next time you might be in a theater with a bunch of people. It's going to be a long time. And every day they lose money every single day. It's not, it's not good. Not good. For those listening, we would appreciate if you send nudes. <laughs> Don't do that. I'll cancel you. <laughs> cancel culture is fucking ridiculous now. Um, I crafted this promo. I don't even know if we mentioned it in the podcast. It was definitely on our radio show, though. It was Send Nudes. N-O-O-D-S. Short for noodles. They did this campaign, and yes, it was tongue-in-cheek. It wasn't send nudes, as in take a picture of yourself naked and send it to somebody. Send noodles. It was a, The whole point of it was share your KD. So they put out this campaign with the hashtag send nudes. And then some parent groups got involved. They called it offensive. They say they're sexualizing children. Uh, Some of the comments on this. Delete this. This is unacceptable. I'm switching over to Annie's Organics. I don't want my boys growing up and seeing a commercial where they joke about the exploitation of children. Like, can people not take a joke anymore? That's all it was, right? It was a tongue-in-cheek joke. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't N-U-D-E-S. It was N-O-O-D-S. Send nudes, as in short for noodles. Yeah, you know they they rolled they they rolled the dice. I guess when we first talked about this campaign, I thought, oh, that's kind of funny. I did not think it would be an, an issue for people. I did not think people would automatically just associate Katie with kids, kids nude, child pornography. Who are you, you piece of shit? I didn't really, that didn't connect and click for me. Uh, it doesn't surprise me to hear that there, there was a little bit of pushback. You wonder how much, though. Like, how much does it take for them to do that? Was uh, it, you know, was it one, two really loud people and the rest were just like, whatever, who cares, move along like most of us do? Was it enough for them to worry that a lawsuit would happen? I, I don't really, uh, I don't know. I know, I feel for companies because they try to be creative and do something different and then, yeah, you can't do that. It was a very 2020 reference. Well, actually, it was more like a 2018 reference. But nonetheless, it was still clever. I mean, whatever happened to, if you don't like it, totally understandable, just move on. Why do you have to take it up as a personal fucking cause to get this canceled? I I, I don't understand. Like, people were writing letters to the major grocery retailers demanding that they stop stocking craft products because of this campaign. And I'm reading the letter here from Kraft. It says, we sincerely appreciate and hear all of your feedback. The content will be removed from our channels. Even as they were writing it, they were probably thinking, fuck's sake, this is yeah. stupid. You know, like they just came up with something different. And and you know what? Right or wrong, they took a chance. I personally wasn't offended by it. But I know that if I was, I certainly wouldn't say, uh, take the time to sit down and write a letter to fucking Longo saying, get rid of all your craft products yeah. or I won't shop there anymore. Why does it have to go to that extreme just because you disagree? It could be a number of things, right? You wonder how many of these people are projecting something else onto these companies. Maybe they have a story. Maybe they feel like they have to be an advocate for some reason, even though there may not be an actual issue to it, but they see it as a potential possible thing that could cause harm. I don't know because I'm not that type of person either. I, I, I've always said it. You know, you don't like something, just keep scrolling, keep moving. You don't need to be a part of it. If nobody's getting hurt, it's okay. Like, just leave it alone. 
That's, that's what I thought I too. Just for, okay, move on. All right, I did. So I, I, I don't like that. Uh, I don't want any part of that. Okay, fine. And you personally, as a consumer, can decide. I'm not going to buy craft products anymore. But to lead this campaign and start these fucking online petitions and stuff to to try and have the entire company dismantled and thousands of people thrown out of work, I don't get that. Just don't buy it. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Don't participate in the campaign. Uh, you can unfollow Kraft on, on Twitter if you were following them in the first place. It's kind of a weird account to follow, but whatever, fine. I don't care. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't understand this. Sure. It's got to be canceled. Uh, just last night, uh, people were hashtagging the shit out of uh, cancel NBC, turn off NBC, don't watch NBC, because tonight there's going to be uh, two presidential town halls. Joe Biden is doing a town hall on ABC. So NBC offered Donald Trump the opportunity to do a town hall on their network. From a ratings perspective, it's great. But the people who don't like Donald Trump now want to cancel NBC because they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to offer these presidential candidates time, equal time, during an election campaign. Yeah. How can you cancel them? Because they're putting the president of the United States on TV people, to answer questions from his constituents. Scott, you're assuming these people will go out of their way to try to educate themselves on how it actually works. They don't mm. care, unfortunately. Now, um, these two separate town halls, is this in lieu of a second debate, which was set to go virtual? Is that correct? Yeah, I don't think they're going to end up doing a second debate. Right. Trump says he'll only do it if it's in person. And part of the reason he does that is because he thinks that there's somebody feeding Joe Biden all the answers and talking points and telling him all the right things to say. Mm. And if he's doing it distanced on a computer without a studio audience and a moderator there, I guess you really don't know what's happening behind the laptop or the camera. Yeah, I guess it's entirely possible somebody could be saying, don't say that, do say this, here's the right answer to that, here's a zinger that you can throw at him. <laughs> right. he, he doesn't want that shit. He wants an in-person debate. And right or wrong, he's entitled to that. Joe Biden doesn't want to be anywhere near Donald Trump right now, probably doesn't believe he's not infectious. And, and let's be honest, Trump probably could have passed it uh, COVID-19 on to Biden at the last debate. So I don't really blame him for not wanting to be in the same room as Trump. Now, they could use the dividers, the the plexiglass ones like they used in the vice presidential debate. But Biden's entitled to feel how he wants to feel as well. It's pretty remarkable in America right now that they are that divided that even the two candidates for president of the United States can't agree on whether or not they have a debate. What is going on? Mm -hmm. It's the most 2020 politically divided I've ever seen the United States. It's fucked up, really. Uh, speaking of the U.S., let's head down to Florida for a second here, because this is one of the most Florida stories I've read in a while. There is a guy. His name is Dan. He's a 60-year-old man, and he owns a restaurant near Tampa. It's called Georgia Boys Barbecue. Guess who's not a fan of Dan and his restaurant? His girlfriend's son. Now, his girlfriend's son is an adult and decided that he was going to go online on Yelp and write some bad reviews about Dan's Georgia Boys Barbecue Restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote things like, um, food is awful, garbage barbecue, wouldn't even feed that to your dog, things like that. So Dan's reading these fucking reviews on Yelp and he's thinking, this is crazy. Now, wait a second. I know who wrote that. I hate that kid. He went over to his girlfriend's house the next day, and sure enough, her son was there. He started chasing him around the living room, 
Like a cartoon, they went right out the front door oh where Dan <laughs> Dan was able to land a few punches before uh, the the son got away and then eventually tripped in the street and then uh-huh. passerbys broke it up and the cops showed up and Dan is now facing charges for battery oh. assault essentially. Way to go, you hillbillies! Seriously, right? Like I would expect that on Trailer Park Boys or whatever. Can we all not just take a step back and and, and and, and realize how ridiculous this situation is. Yeah, wow. Uh, when it comes to those reviews, we've talked about these reviews before. I, I don't. Something must have made this guy so sure that it was him. So obviously, this kid doesn't like this guy, right? Right. I mean, that's clear. I think both of them probably knew, and maybe he was fucking around with those reviews. I don't know. I feel like obviously you're the older person in the situation. You got to take a higher road, man. You got to take a higher road. You should comment on that review. Be like, what exactly specifically happened? Because I think that you're making it up. Put it out there. But this is one way to do it. Just go tackle them. It doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. It came from Florida, right? You said. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a very Florida story, right? Very much so. A man over in the UK has been charged with assault after allegedly farting in an Uber so badly and creating such a rancid smell that the Uber driver wanted him kicked out of the car. He behaved in an unattractive manner that night, argues the defense lawyer, Anthony Bignall. He told the Bristol Crown Court about his client's behavior. The incident occurred last year when this guy leaned over, lifted up one butt cheek, and then let that fart go. He ripped a nasty one. He was drunk, by the way, and the Uber was taking him to a nightclub. Well, the Uber driver... Claims he suffered abuse at the hands of the passenger. Says that smell was awful. And that's why he pulled over <laughs> and demanded that this guy get out of his car. Well, that's when the farter, the passenger, assaulted the Uber driver. What? And here we are in court. Uh, I can't. I can't. Okay, but how bad was that fart that the guy was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm pulling over. You're getting out of my car. No. You know, I don't blame the driver. I don't blame the driver one bit. That's rude. That's rude. You know what? It might not necessarily be, you know, physical assault. I probably wouldn't put it under that. But obviously this guy has, like, no care. Probably the type to just rip it anywhere and burp and probably, like, goes without showering. Could be one of those type of types of people that just really truly doesn't care that someone else thinks he stinks it's so rude though you're in someone else's car you're not at your house it's rude it's it's rude beyond rude like it is next level rude and it's fucking disgusting like i i don't blame this uber driver for being pissed off and saying get out i would 100 percent have done the same thing Uh, I haven't seen this personally, but apparently Amazon's new shipping boxes have the outline of a pumpkin on them. So what you can do is you can draw on that pumpkin and then use the augmented reality app to see your pumpkin come to life. I just got an Amazon box. I did not have that. I feel like I got ripped off. They're rolling them out slowly, maybe? I don't know. With the amount of shit that they're shipping right now, especially with Prime Day on, I have to think that you'll be getting it soon. They've got to get the boxes with the pumpkins out soon because we're running out of time. It's only uh, two weeks until Halloween, really. That's right. By the way, Prime Day sucked this year, did it not? Yeah, it did suck. No, you're not wrong. I was looking up. I'm actually glad I purchased the stuff I did when I did because I had a couple of... Um, electronics, right? Because that's what I usually go for and check out first and foremost is the electronic type stuff I need. I ended up doing a lot of purchasing before Prime Day and I rolled the dice 
And now I look at it and I actually got a better deal a month, two months ago on those things than are available now. It's kind of surprising and kind of disappointing. Maybe it has something to do with COVID. Maybe it is COVID related. Maybe because they're doing so well. Think about it. A lot of people aren't going to the stores as much as they used to. Amazon's made a killing. So maybe they don't feel the need to have to put pressure on everybody at Amazon, including themselves, to get these crazy deals out. They're like, we're going to make money no matter what. Fuck you guys. Some people will buy it without even doing their homework. They'll buy it because it's one of the prime day deals and they'll just assume they're getting a good deal. Uh, Not really. Uh, Me personally, the only thing I wanted was the 4K Fire Stick. So I was waiting on Amazon to see if it would go on sale for Prime Day. It's an Amazon product, so I assumed it would. You would think they would at least put their own shit on sale. And not only did it not go on sale, it is completely sold out. I can't get one delivered until October the 28th, almost two weeks from now. Yet I can drive a half a kilometer down the street to Best Buy and get it right there for the exact same price. Mm Mm-hmm. That's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Not that I need to spend money with Amazon, and I suppose um, I don't want to knock Amazon. I, I know a lot of people like to shit on them as this big corporate giant and blah, 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 but they employ a lot of people around here as well. You know, I've got a fulfillment center just down the street from me. They're building more all around us. They have a lot of employees that are living a pretty good life based on the income that they earn from Amazon. So I don't necessarily want to shit on them, but... By the same token, that Best Buy down the street from me also employs a lot of people right here in town. So I'm probably just going to go to Best Buy and buy it. Yeah, they're great there at Best Buy. I've gone there with many questions about many things. I find them to be super helpful, too. I feel like their staff is really good. Nothing wrong with them. All right, got to wrap this bad boy up here. Uh, You're absolutely right. Time already. Uh, Okay, we will have another edition of After 9 coming out tomorrow. Have yourselves a fantastic Thursday, everybody. No Thursday night football. Because of COVID-19? I don't know what the fuck. I'll, I'll watch the, the uh, town halls tonight. I'll just flip back and forth. Yeah, just do that. It's just as exciting. Have yourselves a good one, everybody. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.